The Drive at 5, the stories driving today's headlines. Brought to you by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes, demand the yellow van on 100.1 FM and AM 1020. KDKA. Let's jump into this drive at five as we start high above U.S. airspace with America taking down another object that was floating or flying or doing something from the west and headed east. Let's begin with this. U.S. military today around 145 shooting down a high altitude object. The words of the U.S. military that was flying over Alaskan airspace and Arctic waters. That according to the National Security Council official John Kirby. He is confirming that at the White House. The Pentagon have been tracking that object over the last 24 hours. Object flying at about 40,000 feet which is a little bit higher than what you would expect to see civilian aircraft. And they say because of of that it posed a reasonable threat to the safety of civilian flight out of an abundant of abundance of caution at the recommendation of the pentagon president biden ordered the military to down the object and they did it it came from our territorial waters and those waters right now are frozen so over ice in alaska as for the pentagon the press secretary at the pentagon who's brigadier general patrick Ryder, had this to say about the situation i don't want to get into specific tactics or techniques that we may or may not use uh, when observing these types of things. Again, uh, NORAD sent up aircraft to observe, to see what it was, and then the ultimate decision was made based on the reasonable threat to civilian air traffic to take it down. And so they took it down, and they are now in the process of starting the process of recovering that material. As for exactly what it was, they only say that they believe that it was about the size of a small car. They do not think that it was maneuverable, which is different from the Chinese balloon that flew over the United States. It was taken down off the coast of the Carolinas over the weekend. Less than a month before, he was accused of shooting two McKeesport police officers, killing one, wounding the other. Jonathan Morris allegedly called an out-of-state credit union and said that he was going to go on a killing spree. McKeesport police asked to do a welfare check on Mr. Morris's Wilson Street home. On January 13th, they had been contacted by another police department. That call came in about 1230, and police were dispatched to the home. However, when they got there, they were not able to find anyone. They even wondered if anyone was home because there were no vehicles in the driveway. They looked around the outside and finally closed the call without making any contact. However, when officers were called back to that home earlier this week, they did acknowledge that they had a history or at least a known history having to do with the suspect. Well, it turns out that Mr. Morris is the one accused of opening fire on Officer Sean Slugansky and his partner, Charles, or, and another officer, excuse me, Charles Thomas on Monday afternoon after they were called back to that same Wilson Street home for a domestic dispute. The caller who called 911 was Morris's mother, who said her son was an ex-Marine having a PTSD uh, incident. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Footage showing a fiery axle some 20 miles before East Palestine's train derailment site is raising some questions right now about the timing of an alert. Norfolk Southern says the train that derailed last week may have been dealing with some issues there. It was the train that was carrying hazardous chemicals and it prompted an evacuation that wrecked it of thousands of residents for nearly a week had been traveling at about 20 miles with a malfunctioning axle, according to a security camera and footage from another business in the area of Salem, Ohio. 8.12 p.m. on February 3rd, a southbound freight train passed by an area, an industrial equipment manufacturer in Salem, and one car, which is a few dozen behind the first locomotive, was glowing brightly on the bottom as it passed. A minute later, a mile down the track, a camera at a meat processing plant also captured that same fiery axle. National Transportation Safety Board, which is leading the investigation into the derailment, said it believes a mechanical issue with one of the rail car axles is responsible for the accident. A board member, Michael Graham, said at a press conference on February 4th, the train crew had received an alert shortly before the derailment indicating that mechanical issue and had started to apply the brakes. What is not yet known is when that alert came through. By the way, there are on railroad tracks um, an instrument that is called a hot box detector, which scans the temperature of passing train axles to ensure that they're not overheated. If the device finds a problem, then the defect detection alert system basically sounds over the train radio. Perhaps that is what was going on that caused them to start applying the brakes. But the issue was that was about 20 miles away from East Palestine, and they were within about a mile of another sensor that would have scanned it again when the derailment happened. Turkey and Syria facing a huge threat of a secondary disaster. The, the earthquakes have already been a massive problem where 22,000 people have already died in Turkey and Syria from the magnitude 7.8 quake. Now emergency services, volunteers and families have been dealing with the fact that there are sub-zero temperatures. Streets have grown very heavy with bodies wrapped in blankets and residents have been huddled over fires amid a sea of makeshift morgues and temporary shelters. And as a result, yes, there have been meals distributed but people are trying to live in tents and huddled under blankets, and they fear that there is just not going to be enough help, which could be a second disaster of hunger and exposure for those people who have nowhere to go right now. Help was still struggling to reach many people in need, fueling the fears of sickness, severe issues there among the ruins. Florida legislature wants to expand Ron DeSantis's program that would fly migrants to states controlled by Democrats. Florida lawmakers passed a bill today expanding a program to fly them to Democratic-led cities and states, areas where Ron DeSantis' administration says they could be relocated away from his state and to other sanctuary cities. The bill formally creates what's called the Unauthorized Alien Transport Program, building a program that was enacted by DeSantis last year that enabled government officials to fly migrants to destinations in blue states where sanctuary policies are already in place. And those are most of the stories driving headlines today. But on a big news day like this one, we've got a few more on the other side. And we'll do that after we check on traffic and weather together. But that's your Drive at Five on the 10th day of February. The Drive at Five. The stories driving today's headlines. Brought to you by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes, demand the yellow van on 100.1 FM and AM 1020. KDKA.
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Thank you.